Hey. Hey, everybody. It is the 13th day. It is Monday the 13th. Here we are, trying to solve some crooked rhymes. February 2023. And I hope that you've had a wonderful weekend. Mine was just fine. Mine was just fine. Had a good time, and we'll talk a little bit about that in the opening. But we got plenty of heavy lifting to do tonight because I have a few things I've been wanting to talk about for days now. Which, of course, I'm sure you probably had your fill already because it's 7 p.m. And that's just the name of the game. Um, But we've got Jim Lee coming on because I not only want to talk to him about... I, I want to talk to him about Ohio for sure. A lot of my friends from Ohio... Especially my friend Crystal has been getting in touch with me. She's been she's been texting me for days about how, how she's actually feeling the effects of what's going on over there, which is now being dubbed the American Chernobyl. But we'll talk about all of that. And I wanted to I wanted to bring Jim Lee on because it, it it's not so much the environmental the environmental impact of these of the, the chemical burnoffs in this derailment that has then been completely botched by those who know best, the government, especially the EPA, who once again is telling everybody things that are not fine is just fine. So I'm sure Christy Whitman is uh, is feeling like she's in good company again today after getting how many tens of thousands of people killed uh, after the fact on September 11th, 2001, by telling them that they weren't breathing in toxic dust in lower Manhattan. Um, but... But for tonight, I want to bring on Jim, not only to talk about the environmental aspects of all this, the chemical aspects, but also the overarching everything else that's going on in the background. Because depending on who you're following on Twitter, there's 18,000 things going on and 17,999 of them are distractions. (laughs) So it's like, what's the distraction from what? Um, Or is it just a bombardment? A complete bombardment. Um, I, I, Jim has some ideas, I'd have to imagine, so we'll talk to him about that. The overarching, of course, some of that is the UFO thing, which is all over the place. Unidentified flying objects, most of them balloons, but they don't want to tell you straight out it's not alien because uh, they, just, they want you to speculate. But, of course, it'd be ridiculous to think that we have been shooting down alien craft with our slingshots the past week and a half. It's ridiculous. All this is ridiculous. But as ridiculous as it is, it's serving a purpose. And whether or not distraction is the only thing it's serving as, I'm not willing to say that right right away. When it was just the Chinese balloon following the bouncing ball from the uh, from Alaska over to Myrtle Beach, I was a little bit more uh, willing to say, oh God. All right, is it over yet? And now that there's been like seven more, (laughs) just got to start writing things down. I got plenty of things that have been sent to me from the the audience on this already, so we'll have that to read into in the second half. With whatever time we have left over, we'll take some calls. But it'll be a little bit of Ohio, a little bit of the unidentified uh, aerial, uh, uh, you know, war are battling the balloons sending the Air Force to go battle the balloons. They haven't recovered anything either because they're probably not even shooting anything down. They're just reporting that there are things up there. 
Haven't seen anything yet. Then again, they're just saying they're balloons, so if they give you a couple of shards of ripped up, uh, you know, I don't know, some, some tapestry, then uh, that's it. So we'll be getting around to all of that, and that will just be a nice way of kicking off the week. All right. Thank you to my sponsors tonight, BlueMonsterPrep.com, because it's just the quickening is getting quicker. And if you need anything, any kind of insurance that is not based on the American dollar, I would say make sure you have physical insurance. It's the best that we actually have a couple of great ways of getting physical insurance for you and your family on, quite frankly, TV and the affiliates. BlueMonsterPrep.com, that's where you get your, your food, your water filtration, your um, secondary communication devices, first aid, you name it. You name it, including gas masks, by the way. And, uh, and also things like protecting your wealth through gold and silver. No order is too small for Tony over there at Wise Wolf, so check that out. And then there's, there's a plenty of other things that you can do to relieve your stress and relax and enjoy whatever afternoons, days, nights that you claim for yourself. Because that's the other thing we need to do constantly. BlueMonsterPrep.com, promo code FRANKLY, and get in touch with Pat and Gina if you have any questions whatsoever. Um, I have a few things to start off with. Well, Super Bowl Sunday, um, it was not that, it was pretty tame compared to everything that you saw in dribs and drabs at the at the Grammys. There really was not that much uh, to really talk about on the slapping in the face with conspiracy side of things, but... You know, it's the regular things you can just chalk up to end, end racism, choose love, the most powerful. I, I love how with ending racism and choosing love, it's the most powerful corporations, all the governments, they agree that we need to end racism and choose love and make everything equal for everybody. All the world assemblies, they all agree. It takes all of us. That was written on the back, of, the back end of the end zone. It takes all of us. So it makes you wonder... Who's not going along? Because usually these kinds of battles are between the people and a and a tyrannical government. But now the the government, every every institution, every department and agency they want so badly for everybody to be to be um, equal. They they they're on the right side finally. They just got to weed out all of those non-compliant bigots among us. Where can they find us? You know. When you, when, you have, when you have buffoons like the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Mark Milley, telling Congress that he wants to understand white rage. He wants to understand white rage. You're being played, okay? If, this is the, if, they, if you think that this is the movement that you're a part of, you're part of history, you're being played when Mark Milley is up there, when the CIA is getting involved in George Floyd shit. So, I mean, so some people like getting played when they when they are it's they're being told they can claim special victims rights, but there's no pot of gold at the end of that rainbow, I can tell you that much. So, and um yeah, supposedly the greatest civil rights fight of our lifetimes and the government and its corporate affiliates are all the good guys. Yeah, that happens. That happens a lot. So, um but one of those equal one of those uh, puppets on the equal of the equality machine, a useless, the ever so useless transportation secretary, Pete Buttigieg, 
has something very, very woke to say. You got to listen to this. It's from Memeology 101. They cut it up. It be a more no. Exciting time for transportation. Uh, it, it's had its challenges. Right. Uh, I mean, if you look at what the American transportation systems have faced in the last two or three years, partly because of the pandemic, we've faced issues from container shipping to airline cancellations. Mm -hmm. Now we got balloons. That's right. Um, <laughs> it's a very funny guy. <laughs> He's very funny. To work with your contractors, uh, to work with your community colleges on building a workforce that reflects the community. We have heard way too many stories from generations past of infrastructure where you got a, a neighborhood, often a neighborhood of color, that finally sees the project come to them, but everyone in the hard hats on that project looking like, uh, uh, you know, doing, doing the good paying jobs, don't look like they came from anywhere near the neighborhood. Right. You can build community wealth that will help close wealth gaps in this country if we can tear down those barriers. So he's talking about how, um, how, how too many construction sites are, are way too white. That's what Howdy Doody is talking about over here. Big brain, big brain, even bigger asshole. This guy's got ideas. He's not going places, but he's got ideas. Now, I wish I could ask him, hey, Pete, hey, Pete, um, are black men who work construction supposed to stay in their communities and wait for the new projects to arrive to them or can they leave their communities to follow good work wherever it's available and then and then when when he says oh most assuredly they can leave their communities to go work wherever they want then i would say well how many black construction workers taking jobs in white neighborhoods would be too much i'd like to know that much can you can, what's the conversion chart of too black and too white? Then Howdy Doody would shit out of his prolapsed asshole, and um, and, and the, the 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 whole press conference would be done. So these these are people who are supposedly pushing a the most racist, the most racist, shallow bastards on the planet. And it was also uh they, I, I, then we also have this one. We also have this one over here. Kamala Harris, they, they sent her off to do some other stupid errand. Uh, she was there to talk about electric school buses. Listen to this. No exhaust, no diesel smell. The bus has Wi-Fi and even USB outlets next to every seat. I mean, come on, imagine. You can charge your phone on your way home from work. That's good stuff. This is like Michael Scott from The Office going to do stand-up comedy at Phyllis's wedding. Or, or doing stand-up comedy anywhere. This, 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 this poor bitch. Well, she makes a lot of money. She has a very prominent role in society. She is a lamentable punching bag with a heartbeat. And I can't even confirm that much. That's what she is. A lamentable punching bag please don't give me any of that shit I, I i would i would you couldn't pay me enough to be her you could not there's not enough money in the world like we do one of those um those old switcheroo movies 13 going on 30 or something like that frank 
I'm going to put you, you're going to be Kamala Harris for a week. I don't, no, I would not, I would be emotionally, I'd be done. A week? No, I would never come back from that, nor would you. Um, but now here's, but as far as Sunday goes, pretty tame day on Sunday. The commercials, big waste of money if you ask me, and they've, they've been about, they've been that way for about 15 years now. It used to be hard to find time to go to the bathroom during the Super Bowl because you didn't want to miss anything. Especially in the mid to late 90s or early, early, you know, 2000s, right after the millennium. But uh, not anymore. It's celebrity is dead. The people they bring back for cameos, they don't hit. Um, and because the people who are writing the actual commercials, they're incoherent, ridiculous, and they're not, they're not funny. They're, it's just, it's a, it's a waste of money. And I know they're up to like 50 or 80 million dollars for 30 seconds. I don't know how crazy, 70, no, maybe five to seven million dollars for 30 seconds, 80 million dollars. I don't know. Five to seven million dollars for 30 seconds. Totally not worth it. Uh, Rihanna, if she wasn't pregnant before the performance, she is now with 75 guys pelvic thrusting her for 20 minutes. So there was that. A little bit of that. The red woman in the middle of the sea of white. A little bit of that Phoenix thing going on. Then again, she is in Arizona for the performance, whatever. It wasn't, uh, it was. It really wasn't over the top. It really wasn't. Um, but uh, I don't know what else happened. Well, liberals are upset because four straight hours or more of black national anthems and sappy messaging about girl power was interrupted by two 30-second Jesus commercials that not even all conservatives even liked. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I don't know what... Oh, I hit four, $400. I hit $400 at the half on, on the $20 pool that I was in. My numbers came up, 4-4. Four, four. So, I haven't gone and claimed that yet. So, that was, it was a good night for me. But the U, the UFO thing was all over the place. Obviously, U2, the band, I saw a quick commercial of theirs. They jumped all over the balloon, uh, which I guess is apropos for them and a little bit timely because U2, it's, a, it's the U2 spy plane, that, that whole thing. So there's another one that they jumped all over. The Puppy Bowl, which I put on for Aurora. The Puppy Bowl had UFOs and aliens all over the place. That could just be the producer saying, hey, let's capitalize on this right now. Or it was just, uh, they're just messaging it all over the place. And it was always part of the, the, the plan. I don't know. Anyhow, here's the kind of things that we were getting on Sunday. Pentagon, this is from Disclose. The Pentagon does not know what, what keeps these objects aloft. Unknown propulsion systems, they said. It wasn't balloons. Some of them are not balloons. Quote, we're calling them objects, not balloons, for a reason, says U.S. Air Force General Glenn Van Herc. Van Herc says later that he hasn't ruled out anything when asked whether it is aliens. And then an update uh, about an hour after that. Unnamed U.S. defense official now tells Reuters that there is no indication of aliens or extraterrestrial activity in recent takedowns of aerial objects. Again, if we're shooting them down with our slingshots... It's not interdimensional. It's not extraterrestrial. Not happening. But um, don't know. The rest of it goes like this. 
here's a little bit of a little bit of a, a carousel of headlines for you. This is from the Western Journal. Pilot's account of UFO raised serious questions. CNN coverage sounds downright spooky. The object in Alaska was first detected Thursday. F-35 fighter aircraft sent to, uh, to learn more about it. What they came back with were differing stories. CNN reported citing a source briefed on the intelligence. Yeah, this is probably one of their, their mailroom clerks. Some pilots claim the object interfered with their sensors. The source said others were baffled as to how the object was moving at, the, at its altitude of 40,000 feet. When they looked at the sky, here's a quote, when they looked at the object, they could identify no identifiable propulsion system, and they did not know how it was actually staying in the air. CNN's uh, Russia hoaxer, Natasha Bertrand, told the network Jake Tapper on Sunday. So um, there's a little bit of that. Octagonal object has been shot down over Lake Huron. The latest object shot down by U.S. was first detected over Montana on Saturday, official. Uh, U.S. did not a- uh, assess latest object to be military threat to anything on the ground. Senior U.S. official says object shot down was octagonal structure, but no discernible payload. The Pentagon is expected to give a press conference at some point. I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. Here's another one from the Daily Star, straight up tabloid. Baffled pilots who shot down mystery object over Alaska say it interfered with its sensors, as I said before. And then here's another one, a mediaite uh, on the alien question. NORAD commander doesn't rule out aliens in spate of unidentified objects. New York Times alters a story about it. Oh, no. And then once, once again, the, the bigger question, well, okay, well, where's all the... Where I don't th- I don't believe any of this, the pictures that we got from the recovery of what was off the coast of Myrtle Beach. I don't believe those pictures at all. It looks like a ridiculous, ridiculous with the with the shredded the shredded balloon all in tatters. I don't believe it. Who the hell cares anyway? Daily Mail. I'd be very suspicious. Ex NORAD commander says UFOs are concerted effort by America's enemies to test outdated systems. Pentagon has not recovered debris from three shot down over the weekend. No debris recovered that they tell us. None that they tell us. So I mean, I you know it could it can go either way for me, guys. And I have some of your some of your thoughts that I can get to at the other end of the of the uh, the intermission when we're done with Jim Lee. But we're at a very critical juncture with the war in Europe too, so I was thinking it can go it can go either way. You know, if it's intergal as I said, number one, it's not intergalactic, interdimensional because we're no match for that and they're not flying here on balloons. But if they do play the alien card, which I thought they were going to for a second on Sunday, because uh, once you start saying we, we don't identify the propulsion system, I start saying, okay, anti-gravitic. Okay, first they're going to ask whether or not this is a, a, uh, an adversarial country that has technology we don't know about. Um, and then from there, we can't find the pilots or who the hell knows. Would this be, would the alien thing 
be a way to avoid war with Russia. If the prospects of winning the war without completely destroying the entire world and messing up the, 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 the geography that they're trying to inherit, you know, all they would really like to do is get rid of the people. Not necessarily destroy all the nice places, the opulent buildings and, and, and whatever. They don't want to get rid of all that. Are are they gonna use alien thing to let to pull back a little bit and let the tensions with Russia simmer so that we can concentrate on on what's coming for us outside of the planet and uh, and everyday life? I'm just wondering to myself, is that it? Are they are they having second thoughts about really going full bore with this world war, this proxy war turned to world war and thermonuclear? Uh, I'm just wondering about what what kind of tools they are preparing right now. Um, at the very least, airspace is being shut down. The obvious thing to hear on that respect would be that they are conducting drills for something that is forthcoming that would require mass groundings. We already had the FAA thing that happened last month. And that, that grounded flights nationwide in the United States and in portions, if not the entirety of Canada. So are, are, was the FAA thing from last, the, the, the flight computer glitches, was, was that connected? Are they different phases of the same overall set of drills that are working towards some kind of predetermined end? I don't know. But uh, these are the kind of questions would be good to ask yourself because we're not getting shit from people. Or is it, uh, yeah, and, and that could just be preparations for larger engagements with Russia or something. Maybe they, they really aren't having any intentions of, of letting that simmer down and dragging this out for another year or so. And that's the other thing. Whatever happened to the, sh- the whatever the hell was shot down in Montana, when the Chinese balloon, when the balloon was making its way across the entire United States, it was allowed. It was a, when the, the thing that was allowed to go down, all the way across the United States. Then it was, then it was no fucking around after that. Then they started shooting everything down over land and sea. It didn't matter. This one had to be given safe passage out to the Atlantic for some reason. But I remember when this thing was passing over Missouri, and I had friends of mine texting me with the, you know the the pictures and everything, saying, "Hey, it's over us right now, on the way to the Atlantic." When it was in Missouri, we got the word about an object being shot down in Montana. Was there any update as to what that was? Because I didn't see anything. If there was, please send it to me. Uh, whatever it is, you can, or you can give me a little bit of a nutshell update on what it was in the super chats. Uh, remember, I'll be taking super chats at the other end of the of the show. Quite frankly, superchat.com. In fact, tonight begins the raffle on this one. My copy of The Great Divorce, C.S. Lewis's Great Divorce, with all my notes and underlinings and stuff like that. I'll inscribe some stuff to you, whoever wins it. But on, quite frankly, superchat.com, and only those, because i got to keep them all in one place. At any time this week, from now until Friday, if you leave at least one, you are entered into the raffle. If you leave five, it's still just counted as one. So it's fine to interact with the show, but just remember, it's only going to be one entry per person. And I will be raffling this off and sending it out to you, my version of The Great Divorce. And I'll be putting all of those book club sessions live and public 
probably by the end of the week as well. So there you have it. Little extra incentive to uh, interact and support the show this week. Other than that, I'll be checking the Rumble Rants. I'll be checking the Foxhole Gold Pills, the Rockfin Tips, and we will be right back. We're going to be setting the table on the Ohio subject for Jim Lee's arrival, climateviewer.com. Been a little while since we talked to Jim, and uh, I'm looking forward to hanging out with him tonight. Be right back. You let one ant stand up to us, then they all might stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. Does anybody else want to stay? Let's ride! have a little I, oh you know I have a a little mini uh, surprise for you tomorrow some of you won't be happy to hear that tomorrow night at seven o'clock I will not be going live tomorrow afternoon however I will I'm gonna be doing a, a an afternoon show here at the studio around 2 p.m. Eastern time I'm gonna go about the the regular length I'm gonna go about two hours it's gonna be an earlier in the day show because I wanted to uh, I wanted to take Lauren and Aurora out to dinner tomorrow night. So I'm going to be here for a 2 o'clock broadcast. And what I'm hoping happens is that in the second hour of the broadcast, I'm joined by Lauren and Aurora. Uh, I don't know how how Aurora is going to... We'll see. We'll see. She's been, she, she's been really uh, liking coming to the studio and hanging out and maybe talking into the microphone. It might be very, very short-lived. She'll probably want to go run out and, and play in the music studio with, uh, with Anthony. And then they'll just leave me and Lauren alone to hang out with you guys for a few minutes. But it'll be a little bit different tomorrow and a little bit earlier. But uh, we're going to get our time in. Don't you worry. All right. Let's see. Let's see. First one up. First one up. This is going to be from Zero Hedge. This one is from Zero Hedge, and it's on Ohio. Get the hell out of here. Ohio's apocalyptic chemical disaster rages on. During a press conference, the NTSB referenced a video from Salem, Ohio, about 20 miles east of, uh, from East Palestine. Now, whenever these things happen, names of where it happened, all that, obviously, Palestine, Palestine, we have a lot of... A lot of, lot of interesting ties 
follow the bouncing ball. There's symbolism to everything. The burning of Palestine, there's symbolism to everything. Which shows sparks and flames emitting from beneath the train. Apparently, structural issue with the uh, issue with the train was captured on security camera when it was traveling through Salem, according to Michael Graham, board member on NTSB. Two videos they had obtained were indicative of mechanical issues attributed to the rail car axles, which likely led to the derailment. This was last week. The second video obtained from when the train was passing through Salem was recorded by processing plant nearby a hotbox detector, which scans the temperature of the axles as trains pass by. According to Graham, the wayside defect uh, detector reading resulted in an alarm alerting the crew of a mechanical issue shortly before the derailment in East Palestine. Consequently, that alert forced the train to execute an emergency brake application, which may have been the cause of the derailment. So this was going on. And while this was happening here, well, this is submitted by Blue Apples. While the U.S. government is dispensing millions of dollars in resources to treat balloons as existential crisis, a small town in Ohio finds itself engulfed in what actually looks like the apocalypse or Armageddon. Perhaps by design, all the drama surrounding violations of U.S. airspace by Chinese spy initiatives has done well to keep what is becoming one of the worst environmental disasters in recent memory from getting any headlines. The chaos began earlier last week when a train more than 100 cars derailed. Okay, so it's a train, uh, more than 100 connected cars derailed in East Palestine, Ohio near the state's border with Pennsylvania with roughly 5,000 residents. The accident launched 50 of those 100 freight cars from the tracks. 20 of the freight cars on the train were carrying hazardous material, 10 of which were detailed. While the accident had no fatalities of those 10 cars, five contained pressurized vinyl chloride, a highly flammable carcinogenic gas. In order to address the volatile scenario around the uh, the crash site, the Ohio Emergency Management Agency executed its plan of venting the toxic gas with a controlled burn in order to evade an uncontrolled explosion which presented the risk of catastrophic damage. Within the last two hours, this is a quote, a drastic temperature change has taken place in a rail car and there is now the potential of a catastrophic tanker failure which could cause an explosion with the potential of deadly shrapnel traveling up to a mile. Governor Mike DeWine warned in a statement explaining the decision to take action to avert widespread devastation. However, that operation sent large plumes of smoke containing vinyl chloride, phosgene, Hydrogen chloride and other gases into the air as flames from the controlled burn raged on for days. Phosgene, in particular, is highly toxic gas that can cause vomiting and respiratory trouble. The toxicity of phosgene gas is so potent that it was previously used as a chemical weapon during the First World War. That wasn't the one that killed, uh, eventually took Christy Mathewson's life, but um, one of them. 
One hazardous airborne chemical prompted uh, one the hazardous airborne chemicals prompted officials to issue mandatory evacuation and shelter in place orders within a one mile radius of where the train derailed. Those orders forced early uh, nearly two thousand residents of East Palestine out of their homes. Despite the public safety risk and proximity to the crash site, over five hundred people within the parameters of the evacuation order refused to leave their homes. However. Those orders were lifted on February 8th, allowing residents to return to the area adjacent to the disaster. Now, this is what's going on now. Following the controlled burn, local authorities received multiple concerning reports from residents outside the mile-long radius of the evacuation area, conveying that the emergency uh, posed by the disaster was far from over. One local farmer reported sudden deaths of many of the animals on the premises of uh, of the farm, Park Dairy. The farmer, Taylor Holzer, also works with the Ohio Department of Natural Resources as a registered fox keeper. Following the disbursement of the chemical agents into the air from the controlled burn, many of the foxes on Holzer's farm experienced fatal effects from the air quality surrounding the area. Out of nowhere, he, a fox, just started coughing really hard, just shut down. Holzer recalled to a local media outlet, KW, uh, WKBN, 27 News. This is not how Fox should act. He is very weak, limp. His eyes are very watery and weepy. Smoke and chemicals from the train. That's the only thing that can cause it because it doesn't just happen out of nowhere, he added. The chemicals that were being we were being told are safe in the air. That's definitely not safe for animals or for people. I have some footage over here that I like to play before we get Jim Lee on the line. It's about a minute and a half long. It is a, uh, a really intense compilation of what's going on in the area, what's going on with animals, the fish in the streams. And, um, and like I said, this, this, is, this only complements the personal stories that I've had sent my way. Actually, I, did got, I got a text from my friend of mine before um, said I had an air, uh, let me see here. I had an air purifier with a sensor on it that says how bad the air quality is. It's red and says 237. Normally it's around 20 with a normal dog and kid household. So, and this is a person who lives outside of the bounds of, of Cleveland and in this, definitely in an area that's affected by it. A friend of mine, a nurse friend of mine, uh, she said it was very hard for her to breathe over the course of the weekend. Listen to this though. Of train derailed Friday, 20 of them carrying hazardous materials as flames lit up the sky in northeastern Ohio. The evacuation order is in place for anyone within a mile radius of the crash site. These aren't these aren't storm clouds. This is the fucking shit! The fucking shit that burn off in East Palestine! This is not fucking storm clouds! Look at it! Officials are claiming that the air and water are safe. The residents say they can still smell chlorine. They've complained about their eyes watering when they go outside. And one woman says the noxious air killed her chickens. Out of nowhere, he just started coughing really hard and just shut down and went very fast. Look at all these fucking crows. I'm not kidding. 
This is within 10 miles of East Palestine. Did the PH? You have not evacuated. Please leave the area. And that was, a, especially when they're showing all the, the PH uh, levels, what's going on with the acidity of everything going on there. And um, leave it. Hey, listen, that's, that's, what the, that's what government is best for. Turning the Colorado River, river uh, yellow, this, however many other... Oh, ta- taxing you for rainwater. That, that's what the government is good for right there. I mean, the scenes, definitely, the Armageddon-like scenes of what's going on in the skies. I mean, it's a plastic sky. They turned the sky into plastic. It's just incredible. Truly incredible. Um, let me see here. Did I, uh, I'm waiting for Jim Lee. I just want to make sure that I had, we, hold on a second. Oh, he can't find a zoom link. Give me one moment, ladies and gents. I'm just going to get this up real quick. One moment. You know what? I'm going to go a really quick break and I'll get him that zoom link and then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll be on with it. Don't go anywhere. Where do you think the contact with the aliens came from? Where, when did that start? You know, I, uh, I'm not going to get into it. Uh, I need I to hear about know. aliens. I know you already know all this, Joe. Hold on a second. It's always... But I want to ask you this because I don't know. Oh, yeah, right. We're in contact with aliens. Like what kind of shit? Here's what's happening. Because it's not just one group of aliens. What's the different groups? The really? big five. Okay, tell me okay. what's going on. Let me begin. This is really... I'm telling you, Joe, this is a real deal. We're listening to you. Well, first off, elves is the main group. Okay. And they call them the elves. It's clockwork elves. I don't think you're allowed to say that anymore. There are bad things that look like elves that have horns when they show you who they really are. Damn. They're bad aliens. I'm with you. AI is alien. Like a, like a robot? Yeah. They're like robots coming to kill you. Jesus Christ. The chimeras are alien. And there's a hive, hive mind sort of thinking to a lot of this. They want the organs. I swear on my kids, I told you the truth about that. I believe you. I believe you. They're coming after everybody. Jeez. It's a breakaway civilization, dude. We don't know what they got. Joe, they're control freaks. Well, you're everybody's a control, a control That's why I'm so freak. glad you're in the fight now. These guys are on stuff that, like, nobody even knows. What do you think they're on? Stuff they've been given. Okay. I understand what you're saying. You know, there's, like, armed guys with machine guns. That is a group of people that were obsessed with combat. About the most fearless killers there are. Do you think that's from their heritage of war? I mean, it's just like, it's mental illness, man. Yeah. I don't have that's the kind of ghoul. The what? The Gabagool. What do you for the Gabagool? The Gabagool. Gabagool, grandma. Gabagool. You know, Gabagool. The Gabagool. 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 My slice of Gabagool. I don't have to have what that. What he's trying to say is Gabagool. Guys. Gabagool. Guys. The Gabagool. Uh, Gabagool. Bring in the Gabagool. Shh. All right, okay. I think that I did it all right this time. Hey, Jim Lee, are you there? Can you hear me? Oh, you sound great. Oh, wonderful. That's my beautiful sure mic. You know, this is the first time, this is the first time in the last three calls that we did together that this was, this is very smooth. You're just, you're on and, and I hear you and this is great. That's the way it's supposed to be. Like, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to pull a Kanye and be late for that, of course, but Hey, you well, know. next time. <laughs> I was next. stuffing food in my mouth as fast as possible. It, well, either way, it's great to have Jim Lee, climateviewer.com. I mean, we, uh, it's, it's great to always have you on to, to hang out and talk about a number of things. But I think 
several categories of conversation, several topics of conversation that we usually have are going to overlap tonight. And the first thing I want to do is I want to just talk to you about uh, Ohio first, and then we're going to move on to overarching things going on in the background that may tie it all together or may serve as a distraction. So I, I know that you've been keeping up with this, especially since there is a uh, an, an air quality situation. There is a, a weather, a human, uh, a human impact situation, an ecological um, situation with all of this chemical burn-off. What can you tell us about, um, I don't know, what can you tell us so far? Well... You know, I got I got a heads up from a friend of mine who is a local. Um, you know, as the train was derailing, um, I play a video game with him. We were on Discord, and he started talking about it, and I was like, "Huh, that's some shit." And um, you know, he started he was giving me like you know hourly updates at first, and um, that's when I I saw the live broadcast from that had the the fire chief, the mayor, and the police department. And they, I don't know if you saw it, and they were basically like, um, everybody needs to get the fuck out of the area as fast as possible. Um, and no, we're not taking any questions. And then somebody said, well, what about people who can't get out of the area? They don't have a vehicle or something. Uh, he paused and answered that one question and left the room. And they knew right away that, you know, this, this train derailment would poly you know with vinyl chloride which is typically turned into poly polyvinyl chloride um that once it's inundated with water because they're trying to put a fire out and if it were to explode it's going to turn into hydro hydrogen chloride gas and what's the other one phosgene okay and phosgene was actually used as a chemical weapon of war in world war one just to give you an idea. Um, but I mean, they both have pretty similar, you know, irritation to eyes, dry, burning throat, vomiting, cough, foamy sputum, breathing difficulty, chest pain. Um, you know, and, but the real problem is the hydrogen chloride and hydrogen chloride can kill you for certain, um, exposure to high levels can result in corrosive damage to the eyes, skin and respiratory tissues could lead to pulmonary edema and even death in extreme cases. Um, so most people don't think about this sort of stuff, you know, they, they see the little train arms go down and they wait and they watch all these bottles go by. They have no clue what's on them. Um, but in many cases, we're talking some very dangerous chemicals. You know, they're they're using manufacturing processes. You know, if you like your subwoofer made by Pioneer and you want that 12-inch Pioneer subwoofer, it was made out of IMPP, which is, um, you know, the same stuff that vinyl chloride is used to make that kind of polypropylene uh, plastic. So we're talking about plastic chemicals here um, that when released into the atmosphere, they're going everywhere. They're going to, they're going to infect all the water sources. Um, you know, I, I sent you that tweet earlier, the video, cause I wanted to see for myself, I was literally at a doctor's office visit earlier preparing for the show. And you said you wanted to talk about it. And I, you shit, I haven't really looked into it at all. And when I just watching that video gave me a whole like insider's perspective that goes, 
I cannot imagine being in that situation, um, being you know that close to it, and knowing that much like Chernobyl, that once these chemicals enter the atmosphere, once they enter your rivers and streams, and it's it's, I mean anybody who's ever had um, kids who brought home you know uh, sprinkles uh, what, what the, the fairy dust or whatever, um, I'm having a brain fart here. Glitter. Glitter. <laughs> you take one sprinkle of fucking glitter and drop it in your house. And I swear to God, you will find it on everything you own in every corner of your house. You'll go to work the next day. You'll be at a friend's house and somebody will say, there's glitter on your face. And we're talking about a, a sprinkle of glitter. Now you imagine, you know, typically, uh, let's say like 65,000 gallons for one of these tankers of that chemical burning into the atmosphere and then raining down um, uh, at the epicenter. Yeah, it's going to be really bad, but then you, you've got the downwind plume of it. Everything is going to be affected by it, and it's it's not like something you can go outside and take a little napkin and wipe up and clean up. Um, it's going to be there for possibly hundreds of years um depending on you know rainfall patterns and how quickly this stuff can actually wash its way downstream but guess what if you're downstream you're going to get to enjoy the fruits of the labors of the petrochemical industry well that's um, well, well, well jim that, that's the whole thing right now uh, is uh we're, we're seeing it seeing it in water obviously it's the aerial shots that are m- most concerning because we've seen neutron bomb we've seen the czar bomb test footage we've seen all everything down in in uh in the nevada desert all of the bomb testing footage you want you can watch it for hours on youtube so we've seen the mushroom clouds we've seen the way this is such an odd cloud when i look at it it looks so dense you can tell that it's a it's a it's a plastic sky what's going on right now and um Aside, yeah, the, uh, the clouds—they even—they look like Homo mutatus. Those, uh, you know, the the lumpy clouds. Yeah, I mean, it's just—I mean, freaky, like um, Stranger Things kind of shot. You know what I mean? Well, that's what I'm saying now too with with travel, because people are are wondering uh, would if, if, you know, the jet stream picks this thing up and starts going east. Obviously, it's right next to Pittsburgh. Um, I, I I don't see why it wouldn't get over here to New York or anything like that with a little bit of time. But um, that, what, what do you what can you tell us about the sky as far because whenever you come on to talk about geoengineering and uh, chemtrails, dare I say, or uh, atmospheric spraying, you always go into the chemical compounds that are used to trigger one reaction or another. Uh, in the sky to either dim the sun or to plant the uh, plant a uh, seed a cloud or whatever. Do you have any yeah. understanding of what this would have? What kind of effect these chemicals would have up there? Um. Well, let's just put it this way: it, it, because everything in the sky is pretty much condensating on something, so you've already got water vapor that's condensating on molds, uh, bacteria, regular pollutants. Um, that's what our clouds are made of already. So now you introduce this foreign chemical, this hydrogen chloride, this phosgene. Um, 
all that's going to happen is going it's going to accumulate in the raindrops and eventually fall. Now, to give you an example um, from history, since we're bringing up Chernobyl, the same thing happened at Chernobyl. Downwind of Chernobyl was Moscow. And Moscow was deeply concerned that the radioactive fallout was going to destroy their major capital. So what did they do? They rushed out military planes to do cloud seeding. So they introduced more chemicals into the clouds to try to rain out that as fast as possible before it reached their major metropolitan area. As a result, if you look at the radioactive um, plots for the Chernobyl meltdown, you'll see a very large area of radioactivity around the Chernobyl plant. And then you will see a similar, if not larger area of radioactivity in Belarus. And the reason why is because they intentionally created drought-like conditions over Moscow by making all that rain fall on Belarus. So it was a way to wash the chemicals out of the sky before it reached the big cities. I would not be the least bit surprised to find out that that's going on right now. Okay. Now, uh, th- th- here's the next question I'd like to ask you. Since you you are like me, you like connecting dots and wondering how these pieces plug into a larger picture. Um, a lot of people now, because we're into this another phase of quickening, where there's about 18,000 things going on at once. It's very hard True. to figure out what to concentrate on. And uh, one, th- one thing or another, depending on who you talk to, is going to be labeled an outright distraction. And uh, it's just going to be a smokescreen for something else. This, if anybody called this a distraction, I, won't know, I wouldn't know why. Because uh, the, the, the reporting on it has been so mum for the first week. Now, the alternative media has definitely picked this up and has put a lot more attention on it in the last 72 hours but uh where do you how do you think this plugs into the larger the larger uh i don't know uh makeup this well what everything that's going on right now this 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 entire canvas of events with things going on in the sky things that are going on around the world the uh, the saber rattling of war i mean Man, it, it's uh, it's really it's really a, a weird week and a half. Whenever things start popping off and you really see a lot of fireworks, of course they want you to focus on the pretty colors in the sky. It's a great way for to distract people, you know, with the fear porn and you know, wall to wall coverage about you know unfolding events, one after another. Anytime that happens, my radar immediately goes to. Well, what's going on that they're trying to distract us from? And then I had started to look, and sure enough, um, the leaders of Twitter were being grilled up in Congress about the Twitter files. The Twitter files are directly related to how the government was basically using Twitter as a censorship arm of the Biden administration via the FBI. Um, there, there literally was a congresswoman who said, I have been va- uh, harmed by vaccines. You guys at Twitter censored the top, you know, 
top doctors on the planet from Harvard and MIT, you know, Yale and all of these places. These are doctors. And she said, ma'am, are you a doctor? And of course the tech geek CFO or whoever she was is like, no. Um, well then what gives you the right to choose, you know, to censor all this stuff. So this is while all this is going on, you got Jim Jordan, um, leading the, uh, judicial, um, inquiry into the Biden crime syndicate about influence peddling. And of course, you know, that all came up during the balloon incident, the balloon that should have been shot down. I, when I, I, I covered it on my, on my, um, YouTube channel because the balloon actually flew through my backyard. Yeah. And I, I got a call from my brother and he said, Hey dude, the balloons outside, you got that fancy P 900 Nikon. Why don't you run out there and take some pictures of it? So I got my 83 times optical zoom out and took a picture of it. And I was like, okay, yeah, there's a big, huge gantry thing hanging underneath it. Okay. I actually saw it with my own eyes. And then I started um, digging into it. And when I was finished with my video, my, my, my takeaway from it was, you know, this is the most embarrassing failure of national defense. I have never been more ashamed of the United States military in my entire life. The last time was 9-11. And, and it, you know, since all of our liberties have been stripped since then in the name of national defense, to let China float a fucking balloon that could possibly have had an EMP weapon on it, which would have destroyed America great test run China um, that they shot it down right off the coast of Hilton Head. I mean, it's in my backyard. I've been to Hilton Head. I've been, you've been to Myrtle Beach. Yeah. Um, why did they shoot it down with the AIM-9 Sidewinder when the 20 millimeter cannon bullets could have took it down and much more could have been recovered? There's so many unanswered questions just there. Um, but then you see, I said at the end of the video, with and I went through Climate Viewer 3D. It's at climateviewer.org, and I showed all of the NSA facilities that the balloon passed over. All of the you know different high value the geospatial um, you know um, intelligence agency you know all of the different you know places that it passed over that the you know of course the mainstream media is never going to tell you about, and you have to go. You guys failed. I mean, you, you fucking failed so hard. Uh, President Brandon, you need to resign. Joint Chiefs of Staff, you need to be replaced on down the line. Whenever that thing entered Alaska, it should have been shot down before it entered Alaska. Magically, a couple days later, there's the first shoot down over Alaska. And I'm not saying that I run the universe with shit I say on YouTube, which is common sense. But damn, at least some common sense seemed to be occurring. But then... There were seven separate shootdowns or aerial incidents within the span of a week. Seven. So we went from we I, went from being a limp dick republic to flexing our our F twenty two Raptors all over the place over UFOs and fighter pilots arguing about what they actually saw. Well, it screwed with my instruments and uh, I didn't screw with my instruments and I saw a propeller and well, I didn't see any kind of, it was a cylinder and uh, we're just going to, we're not going to say they're balloons. We're not going to say they're anything. We're just not going to tell you anything. Just, but in fact, you conspiracy theorists on YouTube have a fucking field day. Cause the more you make 
Um, you, the more you make of this story, the more distracted people will be. So at the end of the day, I believe that all of this is just one huge psyop on the American public to distract them from the fact that our president is a criminal. You that think he is currently under um, congressional you know, oversight, that the social media, thanks to Elon Musk, has been blown wide open as complicit with those criminals in silencing us for years, you tinfoil hat wearing motherfuckers. And now all of a sudden we've got earthquakes in Turkey. We got blowing up chemical, you know, tankers. We got UFO shootings all over the place. Um, I only see this getting exponentially faster and crazier as we approach the election in 2024, because Every prediction that I've been following for the last decade and a half has said 2025 is that magic number for implementation of a one world government, a new world order, and it coincides with a solar minimum. And people, you know, they think will be passive and hopefully this will be everybody's guards down, everybody's distracted, we'll be able to pull this off. They got one problem. Trump is on the horizon. People are waking up to the bullshit. They didn't see the Twitter files coming and all of their lies are being exposed right now. So it's like, get that propaganda machine going into overdrive because we need as many distractions as possible simultaneously. I'm with you. I'm with you on the, on the, the, uh, the simultaneously. And I'm I'm trying to figure out what the hierarchy of things really are, and that it makes more sense to me. Like I said before, with the this this train derailment, the, this doesn't seem like something they really wanted a lot of people's attention on, or else it would have been a little bit more of a of, of a uh, of a big deal. Um, but I, I agree that they're they're actually trying to suppress that story while hyping the stories about all these UFO. Incidents. As, but, but here's the thing, Jim, and I know that you don't you don't pay attention too much. Like you don't go over the the top with paying attention to geopolitical movement. But I'm trying to figure. I mean, as far as Donald Trump in 2024 goes, I, I would vote for him again. But I I don't know how how you can how he's he's at, at this point is going to be able to overcome the way that the deck has been stacked against him electorally through these certain types of, you know, the shenanigans yeah. and battle. I don't know how that is, I don't know how it's going to be overcome with what's happened in places like Pennsylvania and Arizona at this point and Georgia for that matter. But so that is one thing, um the Twitter files thing, I don't know how much I put that up on the uh on the on, on the the totem pole there only because it's, we're It's not really on the public radar because just like the Hunter Biden story was buried during the election you know, the laptop from hell was buried. It was Russian disinfo. They do not want people digging into what is in the Twitter files, just like they don't want people digging into anything that Project Veritas does. Because if peop if more people were aware of what comes out of the mouth of like these Pfizer CEOs or the hundreds of Facebook whistleblowers that have come forward, um, you know, this most of most of what's in the Twitter files, I knew before they released the Twitter files. We've known about shadow banning, de-boosting, um, you know, reach regulation. 
We've experienced it. You've well, lived it. Yeah. I, right? I, no doubt. Let me ask you this, though. Let me ask you this about the Chinese spy balloon, because you've been on this show quite a bit to talk about, uh, you know, they let the first balloon travel from Alaska to Myrtle Beach, and then, as you said, they popped it with a missile. Um, but ever since we have been, uh, we're engaging with entities of now varied technological classification, which we, we never see, by the way, and they said, you know, that they're either blowing them up, there's no remains, or we haven't recovered any, but, you know, some call them balloons, others are completely confounded, our brightest military minds don't know how to classify them. Here's my question to you, because you've been on here to talk about all the ways that China and the international information sharing community has been spying on us and countries like ours for a long, long time. What do, do you really think that out of all the things that we have going against us, how every, how so many consumer-grade technological products and all that stuff are just riddled with spyware and all that other shit, what the hell could that balloon really could have gathered that they aren't getting hundreds and thousands of times more from everything else that we're plugged into? Well, I mean, for starters, you know, it, it, infrared and and ground penetrating radar, um, you know, it's effective from space. Um, now, you flat earthers, take a backseat and get the fuck out of the room, because I'm gonna I'm gonna say the word satellite. Be nice. Um, but let's be real. If if they the, the argument is well, they can do all of this from space not with the resolution and clarity that you could from 60,000 feet. Um, in addition to that, um, you know, coming from the hacker world, if you follow the DEF CON conventions or the Black Hat conventions, it was almost a decade ago when they literally made a drone and turned it into a portable cell phone tower slash Wi-Fi interception device. And this drone could be flown into, say, the Microsoft Corporation or Google's headquarters. And they could fly it between buildings and then remotely hack into those networks because they had their own terminal that was floating in midair that could then brute force penetrate Wi-Fi networks and all of that sort of stuff. You can't do that from space. So there's a whole lot of you know, things that you can do from 60,000 feet, you cannot do from space. And of course, with the ground penetrating radar and infrared, you can get a much higher resolution. Um, there was a guest on um, a radio show that I was listening to who flew RF or um, phantoms back in the 60s doing, you know, reconnaissance missions. And he said that, you know, just flying, and we're talking flying at like 600 miles an hour, they could pass over a place and with the infrared data they'd gather from just those cameras, they could not only tell you, you know, the size and, you know, in real finite detail what a building looked like, but they could see every single room inside of the building. So they could map the entire interior of a building using infrared in the 1960s. Oh. So if you could do that then, you can only imagine what's possible with ground penetrating radar, high, you know, I mean, think about, you know, this cell phone with a 108 megapixel camera, okay? 
compared to just 10 years ago. I mean, the the quantum leap in technology is is exponential. And the stuff that our our intelligence agencies, the Chinese intelligence agencies are using are far beyond anything that's commercially available or will be probably for the next five years. So the likelihood that the the balloon was blown up by a sidewinder missile and there was not enough to recover or which is common sense if it was a spy balloon and not just a weather balloon then the chinese would have already loaded explosives on it themselves yeah but here's the thing jim expand on this though because incompetency does not explain properly sufficiently enough to me how this the first balloon which started the entire trend which obviously at some point we will see what we're being set up for but the first balloon i why why allow it to go all the way out by your house over there on the beach blow it to shit when we have now taken down half a dozen others over land I, I don't, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. Incompetency does not do it for me. It seems like there's something else. In my opinion, um, you know, I, and I've already stated up front, the president's compromised. But yeah. you, if you go back to, let's say, the Wuhan Chu, guess what? The technocrats from the National Institute of Health to... Uh, that group I can't think of the name of right now, um, the ESG group, right? Um, they were all involved with helping China do these virology st- studies. Right now, Russia and China are paired up doing studies on building an ionospheric heater in China. Whatever is on the surface is that like another the geopolit- another woodpecker? No, the the ionospheric heater they're building in China is going to be um, roughly ten to a hundred times stronger than HARP. They claim it will be the world's most powerful ionospheric heater on the planet. The minute I got a photo, I'll be the first one to have it on YouTube. Um, it, let alone a location. And they're also creating the world's largest extremely low frequency transmitter. They're also creating the world's largest weather modification project covering the entire Himalayan mountains in 100,000 plus cloud seeding generators. So were they actually floating a weather balloon over to see what the downwind effects of the weather warfare they're creating with this monstrous um, weather you know, manipulation system? Were they testing how far it would go? And were those tests allowed to occur? Because guess what? The technocrat weenies don't care. In fact, NATO, in their war room, they call it the Ferrari of NATO software, which is like, you know, their heads up display for all the NATO forces. Private company wrote that software. Guess what they did? They sold it to China. Muammar Gaddafi, he bought software from a company called Finn Fisher in the UK. What was the software used for? To kill people he disagreed with. Iran, 
Facebook and all of these Silicon Mafia companies cooperate with them. Same with China. They cooperate and they give the locations of people who speak out against the government because otherwise you can't operate in China. So at the end of the day, like all of these scientists, these technocrat motherfuckers, they don't care about what team they're on. They just care about what their agenda is. My agenda is gain of function research. My agenda is, you know, expanding the wealth of knowledge of space weather modification. So at the end of the day, they're friends. You know, they're all shaking hands and sharing peer-reviewed journal studies. Meanwhile, China is clearly at war with us and has been for over 10 years. Like you mentioned earlier, I've mentioned it many times. I was at a tire company and China was hacking the tire company here in Sumter, South Carolina, just so that they could outprice Goodyear. They wanted you to buy Chinese tires, not Goodyear tires, economic warfare 101. Um, So at the end of the day, what I see is it was allowed to make its journey because science, because the greater good from the technocrats point of view. And I'm sure some policymaker slash lobbyist was like, no, I can assure you, I spoke with Xi Jinping myself. It's just a weather balloon. Chill, bruh. You know, you could flex your, you know, gonads like after it's completed its mission and, you know, flown past Shar Force Base in Jim Lee's hometown. But, you know, at least let it make it to the ports in Charleston so that it can capture the rest of its data. And if you don't blow it up, we'll blow it up. But hell, we can make a scene together and you can shoot at the balloon and we'll blow up the payload. Y'all can pick up the pieces and tell nobody nothing. Right. I, 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 it's, it's along those lines. It starts getting a little bit more. I've, I've, I feel that it makes more sense because, I mean, like I said, there is nobody here. I don't believe that there's a lot of love for this country, and you know, for th- those who are out there trying to bring in new iterations of our, I don't know, planetary civilization that they're trying to cr- build up around us. They hate nationalism. They hate tradition. They hate the places that they came from. They want to make it into something else. So I don't really think that there's any kind of loyalty to home holding anybody right. back from, you know, for this being really an us versus them kind of a thing. It's more so public relations wars and uh, and anything else. Now let me let me get onto something else for you, because this gets into a little bit of a realm of speculation. But well, well real quick, I just want to I want to tie a bow on that. Okay. It's really about the the mindset of the technocrat. The technocrat wants there to be a borderless world, a one world hugging arms, sharing data, and by the way, unelected officials running it. This has been the dream of technocracy since the 1930s, that an unelected group of bureaucrats through the scientific method run the world and control all resources on it so in that mindset all of this makes perfect sense because to them they're all on the same team and as george carlin put it you ain't a part of it no no we ain't um what about what about turkey uh we have we have i mean just skipped our way well past thirty thousand deaths 
it's just incredible how we're talking about two consecutive uh, major earthquakes. I think the second one was even, you know, harder than the first. And they were just destroyed last last Sunday. And, and yeah. we really don't even know how uh, how bad this is going to be. It's going to probably take weeks and weeks more. But um, what do you know about this? Because obviously we talk a lot about the ocean, you and I, ship tracks, what's going on in the sky, the sun, solar activity. What, what kind of a relationship between solar and tectonic is there? And do you have any kind of insight as to what what happened so there's there's this connection between the sun and the earth it's it, it's starting to be more understood but there's a misconception about large earthquakes and sunspots and one of the things that most people don't realize is that when you have less sunspots there the sun is giving off less energy that the earth is receiving and the earth is returning it to um, the sun. So as that energy is leaving the planet, you have energy coming up from the center of the planet and then leaving out of the poles through the crust and that's causing shift in tectonic plates. Um, there's a great website called jupitersdance.com that I came across a long time ago that tracked this period, you know, of spotless disk, major earthquakes versus disk, you know, disk being the sun, covered in sunspots, low earthquake activity. Um, and it was just as, as late as 2008 we just found out about something called flux transfer events. And it's basically these spiral vortexes of energy that connect the North Pole of the, of the Earth with the Northern Pole of the Sun. And then out of the so Southern Pole of the Sun, it connects back to the Southern Pole of the, of the Earth. I keep wanting to say the United States because we're the center of the world. It's, we're right? everything. It's everything. Uh, you know, everything is U.S. USA, baby. Um, if you don't like it, get over it because I really don't give a shit what your opinion is. Um, I, I have that right as a rugged individualist to not give zero fucks for people who are upset by my mind. I think hollow earth is much cooler than flat earth chat. I see you all over there ranting and bitching. I love guys. You guys uh, dance can, can I just, dance can I, for me? Can I just dance for also me. just Good. say out of all of my guests that come on this show, all my friends, all my guests, <laughs> Jim is always watching the chat and he is the, the only one who has been pulled off into live on air fights with anybody he can get his hands on. So please don't distract him. Okay, oh, they, they, and they know it and they know I love it. You know, I love a good, I love a good scrap, dude. If I would literally take Frank's show over for two hours just to argue with you bitches that my dad actually launched satellites into space. So when I say the word satellite, I know it's a trigger word and flat earthers need a safe space, even though you claim to be like woke, not like, like that whack woke, like you're not, you're cool woke, but Okay. <laughs> anyway, okay. Let, let's move on. Fuck you, chat. <laughs> I can smell the, the smoke now. The burning. The burning. The dumpsters. Steam just shooting out oh. of their ears. So continue. Literally. Continue on with here, fake space. Go back to fake space, please. So in, in fake space, there are these, if you look up a flux transfer event, it almost looks like spaghetti noodles of energy that connect the two poles together. So 
what what I what I surmise from my you know limited understanding of all this is that there's an exchange between celestial bodies. This goes back to Sumerian, Babylonian, um, the music of the spheres. Um, it was revived during the Renaissance period with what's called Musica Universalis, that there is a resonance that occurs between celestial bodies. There's an energy exchange. It was not well understood, obviously, and scientists you know, try to understand it better every year. I generally don't like scientists. Most people should know this um, because they typically think they know it all while in back rooms going, we don't know shit about this. So we need to find out more. Um, so whenever we're actually in the receiving phase of energy, our ionosphere is powered up. Our shields are up. The ionosphere is the shield that protects us from galactic cosmic rays and damaging rays from space, um, which is powered by the sun. However, when the sun is in a weakened state like it is now and continuing to decline into a solar minimum, that that is when the earth, which has been building up all this energy, then returns it to the sun. During that return energy process, that is when I believe that we have the large earthquakes. That's why we have the large earthquakes during these spotless disks, um, during these weakened states of the sun, that that energy exchange upsets the balance of the tectonic plates. Now, the obvious question that most people are going to go for is, but Jim, earthquake weapons, but Jim, harp. Yes, that's been, and I'll that's say, been coming up a lot, Jim. Uh, the theory there is, for those of you who have not seen it, is, a lot of people wondered, is it harp? Especially because Turkey has been a little bit of a geopolitical stick in the spokes for on certain subjects of NATO expansion with the, the admission of Sweden and, and, and the, the being a little little bit more Russian sympathetic on the proxy war in Ukraine. So uh, it has been pretty. And then, then you have the synchronicity of all the really weird things going on at the Grammys last Sunday. So they're thinking that there is not only a geopolitical edge to that, but there's also a sacrificial edge to this stuff. And it, it could be triggered from a um, from from a remote standpoint. Yeah, that was some pretty damn satanic Grammys. No doubt. Um but at the end of the day, harp had nothing to do with this. Harp was not on. Um, I know when harp's on, I get all the phone calls in the world. Um, we, I have ham radio operators around the world who've been following me for a decade. Um, when harp is on, I know from when it's on till it's off. It was not on. So we could hang that one up. Um, but the thing is, I've always said, you know, as a martial artist, it's easier to help a big guy fall down when he's already coming at you. So if the energy processes are already in place, if you know you have a weakened ionosphere, you have a clear disc on the sun, you have a weak sun, you have an energy exchange already going on, all you need is an extra little flick to make that large earthquake happen. So is it possible that an earthquake weapon or a tectonic weapon, a geophysical weapon, um, like, you know, Secretary of Defense Cohen once alluded to, 
Um, is it possible that that is what set this off? And, you know, of course, I shared a video with you of a, a you know, politician in Romania basically accusing the West of doing exactly that. Um, so that's been going kind of viral. And at the end of the day, if it were a tectonic weapon, it would not be halfway across the world. Tectonic weapons of, of this type of magnitude would have to work according to Air Force 2025 documents that were kind of buried in there. Most people only read owning the weather in 2025, but there was a special page on earthquake weapon and it, you know, pretty much went with exactly what my gut said extremely low frequency very low frequency ground penetrating signals or infrasound and infrasound is sound below the audible level so we can hear from 20 to 20,000 hertz infrasound is from you know 0 to 19 hertz it is below your you know ears ability to hear the lower the frequency the longer the wave and the more powerful the source of that long wave the more physical effects can be seen example i had two serwin vega stroker 18s in the back of a chevy blazer with about a thousand watts going to them the vibrations when i would put on bass nectar or dj magic mike and turn that sucker up to 136 decibels the hood the the roof of the blazer would be here and as it went into the infrasound range you no longer could hear the bass but people in the entire parking lot could feel their teeth rattling could feel their body vibrating and the blazer's roof would literally jump it would travel eight inches from center line up four inches down four inches and as you hit about seven hertz you could literally see it oscillating at seven times per second okay that's the power of sonic energy transferred to a physical object that i've seen with my own naked eyes and i built the system that did it now imagine if that was in a concentrated format like a powered by a you know a hundred kilowatts a hundred million watts and then focused at the ground locally nobody'd be able to hear it wow okay wow talk about stealth you it, it's it's infrasound you cannot hear it you would feel it but hell Everybody thinks they're feeling the vibration of an earthquake anyway, so what does it matter? Infrasound weapons are probably the scariest damn thing I ever heard of because they can literally level an entire city. The only reason they haven't been deployed in, you know, in in a in a war scenario that we know of is because not only would it destroy the weapon itself, no weapon could actually take that kind of damage. Um, the, the the test that I've seen, um, basically the, the, the weapon destroys itself. So it's almost like its own little nuclear bomb. Um, <clears throat> but that also brings us to nuclear bombs. Um, underground nuclear explosions 
have been known to cause earthquakes as far as 20 to 100 kilometers away. So there's that possibility as well. Um, the limited test ban treaty bans um, nuclear explosions like we've seen you alluded to earlier about that, the videos. That, that on would YouTube. not be, I don't think that the nuclear explosion. Uh, thing would would actually come out uh, in uh, consideration on this one though Jim because unlike China Lake where we started getting the uh, we started getting all of those those readouts the seismic readout you remember the the big booms in China Lake that said it was an earthquake but the way we yeah. saw all the the seismic readouts and it looked like an explosion because it tapered off and it didn't build yeah. up the same thing's been happening with the, it's the opposite with this so I, I think that I don't know it's either um, it's it's either just compounding natural situation or it's something else that's very very stealthy. Um, did you see the vagina cloud that came out before it? Oh, show me! I love vaginas. Yeah, I know they're pretty cool. But yeah. there's there's a there's a there's, they were saying that there was this vagina cloud that was up in the the sky. Is that the one that looks like an angel or something? No, no. I've never seen okay, it. Yeah, I saw that. Everybody, everybody's on this Project Blue Beam thing, you know, with the whole, all the UFO talk going on. So Let's I thought see. that maybe you were referring to that. I think that, hold on. This was in Turkey. Uh, I believe that this is the one that everybody was, was, was talking about. Let me, hold on. I have to, I have to get this thing out of here. And... I think this is the one that was going on, going around. All right, hold on. You got to look onto the the screen. You got to look at the stream yourself. Here yeah, it is. Yeah, I've got it up. Okay. I got it muted. There you go. That's the vagina cloud. Over what they said was in like the week leading up to the earthquake. So uh, I I don't know if have you ever seen anything like that that's natural. I'm still waiting on the delay, but one of the, one of the, the precursors to a lot of um, major earthquakes are these rainbow clouds. Have you ever heard of that? Earthquake lights? No. Oh wow, that is a that is a <laughs> that's a vulva. I'm I'm looking at a big red vulva in the sky. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, I'm gonna need that for my desktop background. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. The, the 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 Romanian politician made the illusion uh, an allusion to the fact that basically um, all the ambassadors were warned to get out of Turkey 24 hours before the earthquake hit and all these things. Now I'm going to put it to you like this: after Fukushima, and 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 I and I talked about this as it relates to heart. The ionosphere above Fukushima was heated, and then the earthquake happened. So in the case of Fukushima, the difference is HARP is in line to transmit its signal, and it follows the magnetic field lines that do go over Fukushima. So, and I know that it, th this is common known fact because they actually have what's called the one hop, two hop um, experiments where they have a buoy off the coast of um, the eastern coast of Australia, which is the magnetic conjugate point. I don't want to get too sciencey tonight, but basically it goes out into space. It follows the Van Allen belt and then it comes back. It connects it at Australia and then it hops all the way back to Gakona, Alaska. This is one hop all the way back to hop. So the actual signal 
which are these um they're they're these special types of waves i don't want to get too technical tonight yeah not tonight um, we have, we have, we're running out of time but the point is with fukushima the ionosphere heated and then there was an earthquake earthquake lights were seen these are typically rainbow colored clouds they've been spotted before many earthquakes hmm. so there has been much study about it since then stating that because fractures in the earth's crust occur that radioactivity is released and that heats the sky above creating the ionospheric heating which could be used as a early warning detection system for earthquakes in fact i do believe that it was in italy where some scientists were actually found guilty of not predicting an earthquake based on this junk science now i made the argument and i actually talked to chris Fallon, the director of harp at the end of my PowerPoint presentation, which was 58 pages, he says he agreed with every single page in my PowerPoint presentation, except for the one about Fukushima. And I said, riddle me this. If the ionosphere was heated over Fukushima and we had a 9.0 earthquake, and there's this thing called an ionospheric heater, which its specific job is to heat the ionosphere, is it plausible that the ionospheric heater heating the ionosphere caused the earthquake or is it more feasible that the earthquake heated the ionosphere and that's an early warning system so i would be curious to look at the ionosan plots um, ionosans are things that actually detect this sort of activity in the ionosphere to see in turkey did the ionosphere heat up before the earthquakes occurred? Mm. And if so, we're still in the chicken before the egg argument that we had with Fukushima. Did an ionospheric heater cause particle precipitation, electron precipitation from space? It's space weather modification. Just like cloud seeds make rain fall, they use electromagnetic signals to make electrons precipitate to fall down. They make artificial aurora. So can you push enough energy out of the Van Allen belts to then soak into the ground and cause an earthquake? That question remains to be seen. I'm not good. That's all speculation. Um, but it is based in the facts of the matter. This is how ionospheric heaters operate. Um, the closest one to um, Turkey would actually, if you look at the magnetic conjugate points, it would have to be Sura and Russia is actually the closest one. Hmm. The other, there's a, there's a weaker one in India, but if you're going to blame anybody, you're not blaming Harp in Alaska because it can barely make a signal that's strong in New Mexico when they received it. However, Sura is in Russia is much closer. And if you're going to blame an ionospheric heater, 
I'd be looking that direction, not all the way over to Alaska. And that doesn't make any sense, given the fact that with all of the uh, the NATO the NATO uh, the allies that have been stacked against Russia and trying to expand even further up against their border, they'd actually have a reasonable advocate in Turkey. So why try to why hurt them so so horribly? So I mean, j- just just to, just to talk, you know, realistically about the whole thing. I mean, so. the, the whole argument with with why Japan was because Japan came out and accused America of war crimes during the Iraqi war for using um, depleted uranium on the battlefield, which is the number one, in my opinion, cause of Gulf War syndrome. It's the number one reason why over half a million vets killed themselves. Um, it has left, left basically um, all of Iraq, you know, with birth defects. Yeah. You know, they claimed it was depleted uranium. It's not actually, um, you know, it's not actually radioactive, but, you know, the after effects of that is, um, I loved A-10 Warthogs. I thought they were really cool. They have depleted uranium tips on a 30-millimeter shell. So my neighbor is one of my best friends. His dad was, you know, worked in on the A-10 Warthogs over in Iraq, and he brought me back um, some desert uh, roses. Um, I actually have one right there um, up on my shelf. I could go grab it for you. Desert roses are when the 30 millimeter shell hits the sand and actually turns it into a crystal because it's so effing hot. But he brought me that shell and then later died of cancer all over his body. At which point I thought, and you know, years later, Oh shit, that shell's radioactive. And I've had it somewhere great going on two decades. Great. I don't know where it is right now, but yeah, the, the tips of those, and and they also have these, um, JATO, I believe rockets and the M1 Abrams and the, um, the, all, all, basically all the things are coated in, um, you know, made from depleted uranium that were used in, in Iraq. So yeah, the, 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 I guess, you know, the point I'm trying to make here is the allegation was that, Japan accused the United States of war crimes for poisoning all of Iraq and they got payback from hell either in my opinion from a backpack nuke which could have set off a 9.0 earthquake under the ocean and caused a tsunami um you know or possibly harp or maybe it was just fucking karma you know, just magically a 9.0 earthquake tilted the entire axis of the planet and the ionosphere heated overhead. You know what? So at this at this point, at this juncture, Jim, uh, I think that we're getting a nice mix of chicanery and karma. And who the hell knows which side is going to flip upward at the end. But um, yep. this this has been an, another incredible hour with you. I love doing this. We got to do, do more because I want to talk portals and I want to talk sound resonance with you. I know that you like getting uh, you like getting into uh, that that kind of. Uh, talk those conversations i want to pull you into that that place a little bit more um but let everybody know if you have a a broadcast schedule coming up that they can catch you on the climate viewer youtube channel um i've been kind of playing it by ear in case you didn't notice guys um i've i've been completely random af with my youtube schedule because 
I've already combined weathermodificationhistory.com and climateviewer.com together. And now I'm taking all of my maps from climateviewer.org and I'm combining that into climateviewer.com. Good. This is the 15 years of work, which is now being polished and ready to roll out on the red carpet all in one website. So I've been devoting all my spare time when I'm not working Monday through Friday, eight to five on making the best, most succinct website that talks about just weather modification, space weather modification, geoengineering, and plane farts. That way I can literally laser focus on this topic and I'll still, you know, if you want to go into, you know, flat earth versus hollow earth, if you want to go into directed energy weapons or any of those things, I still love talking about them. My nickname has resonated for a reason. I like everything that vibrates. I'm sitting on one right now. Jeez. I'm with my pantsless ass. Wow. You, um, I didn't know that you were sitting, you were sitting on a Sibian the whole time. It's incredible. Don't tell anybody. Don't I mean, I, I don't want them to know the name. I don't want them to Google it. I like just want to, I'm sitting on a subwoofer, man. Come on. Oh, oh, man, oh, man. oh. Okay, I got yeah. you. I'm my, my bad. Right, it's, right. My, now, my, Howard, my Howard Stern days are coming back to me. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah, okay. I got, I got 12 hertz of thumpage right underneath. Well, me. at least it's not enough to shake the house down to the foundation. We don't want any of that. We learned a lot about that tonight on the show, and I'm glad that we were able to do it. Um, but but this is a great thing, though, Jim, because I hated having to suggest either one of your websites or another because the weathermodificationhistory.com was awesome with the timelines that you had set up going back to the 19th century. Uh, it was so well sourced, but it was completely separated from everything else you had going on. It's great. It's going to be under one climateviewer.com and uh, let's, uh, let's, let's get back together soon, my friend. And thanks again for everything tonight. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. You guys can check out all my stuff as it is right now before it all um, gets put onto the Wayback Machine because I'm deleting all of the articles off of climateviewer.com. When I'm done, there's only going to be timeline entries, newspaper articles, and maps, and then my videos. And I want to be like Frank. I want to I want to be like the big dog himself and just stream to all the things simultaneously. So I'm going to have to get him to show me that plug-in I helped you set up because um, I need to get my ass off Streamlabs and back onto OBS. So I got a lot of changes I want to make before we do this. But for now, you can go to connect dot climateviewer.com and find all my things uh where they currently are all three websites and all my socials um but like i tell everybody um it doesn't get much better than quite frankly tv and quite frankly if you don't know about it you've got your head buried in your rectum oh man well thank you so much jim it's wonderful to have you on as always and uh, your work is second to none i can't wait for the next time and we'll talk soon Certainly, brother, man. Hit me up anytime, and um, know that I'm always watching. Always watching. Good, good. All right, I'll talk to you later. I'll talk to you later, right, Pimp. Yeah. Be good. <laughs> Everybody, if you see him in the chat room, please feel free to fight with him. He loves, loves all that. All right, we're going to take a really quick break. It's 827.32. It's 8.32. And when I come back, it's going to be, quite frankly, superchat.com. I'm going to get your superchats, your rumble rants. 
the gold pills and the rockfin tips. We'll get through all that, and we'll see if we can get that in before 9. And if we can, if there's a little bit of time left over, your calls. I got some great things that were sent in here. I don't know where we're going to find the time. But um, quite frankly, TV, it's Mystery Movie Monday. That starts at 9 o'clock as well as soon as this show wraps up. So if you're not watching on QuiteFrankly.tv, the after hours will be kicking off in a little bit. Don't go anywhere, though. We have not finished this one. We haven't finished. Welcome to Intermission. We'll, we'll be right back. Quite frankly. 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 Not quite. Let's go, Brandon. Quite frankly, in Roma, Italia. Quite frankly, you're going on Frank's show tonight? I really like you. You're very smart. So everybody watch. Quite frankly. With Frank. Quite frankly. How dare you? thinking about that vagina cloud threw me completely off track tonight what about you you thinking about it (laughs) what have I done over here what have I done okay here we go let's see I'm going to go and jump on over to quite frankly superchat.com as you guys calm down just calm down, okay? I can feel all of your your nervous energy. Don't be nervous. Here we go. KT Sky D says, Great show tonight, Frank. Looking forward to your shows this week. I'm sure Jim upset Flat Earth all over the globe tonight. Hey, you know Jim is just coming from a point of fun. He's probably in the chat room going, No, I'm not. I'm going to fight you all. 
or something like that. But uh, yeah, you know, maybe Jim. Like, I I promise I will do a flat Earth night. It's just that I am not in a place where I can prove or disprove anything myself. So I would have to be a moderator, and you know that I could be a good moderator between a representative of each camp. That will happen one day. I just, I have to figure it out. I'm a one-man band when it comes to the writing for the most part, so you have to give me some time. Things, one day I'll be able to to build a, a bigger staff and I'll be able to plot out shows weeks in advance and that'll be so great. Um, KT, just ruffling some feathers she is. Snow Soup says, good Monday evening, Frank. Great way to start the week with Jim Lee. Like button is smashed. Thank you. It works wonders. Works wonders, especially since we really got to carry our own weight over here. We're big enough to where if we are able to just tickle the algorithm a little bit, we'll be able to inspire some organic growth, and that's all I care about. Taking care of our own business is all I care about. Lisa Sellers says, that explosion over Montana was never explained. Last I heard, they walked back any claims that the expo- explosion happened. Okay, I'm glad. I'm glad I heard it. I'm glad that I'm not going nuts then. I'm glad I'm not going nuts then because I, I don't understand that. It definitely was not the same thing. And if they had just declined to shoot down the Chinese spy balloon when it was over the vast nothingness of the Montana wilderness, then why the hell was this other thing, no matter what it was, taken down? So, only goes to show. Mad Pogue says, our fellow patriot Aaron Moriarty was purged from YouTube today. He has no other platforms. His new channel is youtube.com forward slash Aaron Moriarty. That's two A's in Aaron. Wow, what did they get Aaron for? That's Truth Quest. He's very nice to me, very nice to the show, and he, he's very kind to put that, that initial introduction in between myself and Andrew Bashago. And we've, so I hate to see that he's, that that's happened. But Aaron, get Get yourself on something other than YouTube. You must. You must. I know we're having a little bit of a renaissance over there right now, but ladies and gentlemen, if, you, if you're watching for the first time or if you're still pretty new, please, please just remember weeknights at 7 o'clock, quitefrankly.tv. If I'm not on YouTube, something's happened. If I haven't told you I'm not going to be there, like tomorrow night, I'm going to be doing an afternoon show, so you'll see the the episode. I just won't be live. Quite frankly, TV, 7 p.m. People are watching right now on Theta. There's actually a, a lot of people watching compared to what it usually is. There's almost 20 people on Theta. It's usually about 5 to 9. I told you it's a jacuzzi. Only less feces. There's less feces in that jacuzzi. This is a very clean one. They all took showers prior, prior to going in. There's Foxhole, which is independent. It's never going to be touched. As long as there's internet, there's always going to be Foxhole. And that is on QuiteFrankly.tv. That is the home of the Quite Frankly Network, which will be going live in a little bit. I'm live right there, right now. Twitch. Twitch. I don't know how long that'll be around. We got our first hateful content warning early last week. 
God knows. There's Rumble, which is uh, is is really great. It's really great. Wonderful viewership over there right now, and that's been growing. And uh, and Rockfin. Now we're going to be getting Odyssey back on board sometime soon. Um, I would also like. To, oh, there's D Live. I'm sorry. Sorry, everybody on D Live. Sorry. Um, there's. I want to get Odyssey back on. I want to figure out Getter. I can't find my stream keys for Getter. And maybe, maybe I'll I'll mess around with Twitter again, Twitter broadcasting. But that'll come in time. Michelle says thanks, Frank. Thank you. It's wonderful to have you all out there on Rockfin. NJSF says the balloon looks like a distraction for both Nord Stream and the derailment. That's right, Nord Stream. That's right, Nord Stream. I completely forgot about Nord Stream. We were just talking about that on Friday. You know, that's the whole thing, man, with, with all of this. Um, with all of this, there's just so many things happening at once. It's tough to decide which is the distraction. You know, the Chinese balloon from last week was not up on my priority list until all this other stuff began. And then it's like, okay, now what are they drilling for? You know, some say that the shootdowns are a distraction from the Twitter hearings. Like, like Jim Lee. Other people say that that's a distraction for Project Veritas, which is a distraction from the Biden-Pence classified documents thing, which is a distraction from the Hunter laptop, which is a distraction from the earthquakes and the volcanoes and the penises are vaginas. It's, it's, uh, what do you do? What do you concentrate on? And then there's the Seymour Hirsch thing. Our very reputable guy who has been on, I actually, that's one thing I did not bring up with Jim Lee. Seymour Hirsch, who came and validated all of the stuff that we were piecing together back in September of 2022 about the Nord Stream, he was a big part of exposing Operation Popeye, which was the first, well, the first, I, I guess, major 20th century weaponization of weather in warfare in, in Vietnam. So you got a Hirsch. I mean, that's a big story, too. Or it could just be that the quickening keeps quickening. I think it was uh, this this clip right here of Terrence McKenna has been going around, and I think it goes uh, hand in hand. Um, John Paul Rice sent this to me over the weekend, and I think it perfectly, perfectly sums up with what we're talking, what we're going through right now and what's going to continue to happen. It's only going to get weirder. The level of contradiction is going to rise excruciatingly, even beyond the excruciating present levels of contradiction. <laughs> so uh, I think it's just going to get weirder and weirder and weirder. And finally, it's going to be so weird that people are going to have to talk about how weird it is. And at that point, novelty theory can come out of the woods uh, because eventually people are going to say, what the hell is going on? It's just too nuts. It's not enough to say it's nuts. You have to explain why it's so nuts. Yes, and, and that's exactly why the censorship is through the roof because we're getting to that point where it's so weird Everybody just has so many people, so many people in my life who probably would have, who have told me, all right, Frank, enough, enough of it. No, no. Okay. Here comes another theory. 
So I mean, it's not a theory. I can show you where you can you can read it. I can give you uh, white papers. I can give give you books to read. We can talk about this. No, no, no. And now they're they're coming at me asking, hey, hey can you teach me about the Freemasons? Freemasons? Like, what? Do you, what? But everybody is just like, no. There's got to be an explanation. What the fuck is going on? It's crazy. We're at that point where somebody people just want to talk to somebody else and say, uh. So, do you feel like you're going nuts too? Yeah, that's um, that's a little bit there. Hey, you want to you want to listen? Hold on, listen to Justin Trudeau. You want to talk about nuts? Here's Justin Trudeau putting on his brave person face, talking about um the 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 object that had to be shot down over Canadian Canadian territory by Americans, by the way. Listen to this. Yesterday, NORAD confirmed uh, that an unidentified object uh, entered unlawfully Canadian airspace. Uh, it represented a reasonable threat to civilian aircraft, uh, so I gave the order to take it down. Uh, Canadian and American fighter jets were scrambled, uh, and an American F-22 successfully shot down the object. Uh, recovery teams are on the ground, um, looking to uh, find and analyze the object. At which time I'm going to take the object and shove it right up my ass where it will be safe for safekeeping. I love how somber this stupid drama school bitch, I love how somber he is with the announcement like, I didn't want to have to do this. I didn't want to have to call in the big guns. But we scrambled our jets, and of course the Americans got to it first. We scrambled our jets and we, we popped the balloon. We did it. I didn't want to have to do it. I don't like flexing like this, but um, we mean business. I can't, I can't, uh, everything he does is so pathetic. So we, we sent, yes, we sent the Americans in to get the cat out of the tree. We asked our friend, we scrambled, we scrambled American and Canadian fire trucks, and the Americans got the cat out of the tree. There will be updates on this as I receive them. Thank you. Freak. Nobody likes you. Nobody likes you! Nobody likes you. Justin, nobody likes you. You're not liked. You're not very well liked. From what I gather, Okay, there's a little bit more here. I got some stuff that has come in from, let's see. Oh, for more, more from uh, Rockfin. Let's see, NJSF, oh, a Canadian general video. What's the Canadian general video? 21 minute, 12 more. NJSF, you gotta send that to me an email so I can take a look. Um, I'll take a look at that. All right, over on to Rumble. Christoa says, nothing to say, Frank, except have a good dinner with the family. Well, I appreciate you. Thank you. All right, running through these foxhole gold pills. That's what I want to do, because then I want to get to another great thing that was sent into the show. I read a little bit during the break. I said, oh, this is nice. It's from Mike from Maryland. 
Sharon says, happy Monday. Thank you. Boys Blog says, it's going to be a great week. News is laughable. Thank you, Boys Blog, so much. Homegoy says, we should all report the derailment to the EPA. We should all report to the EPA to somebody else. Paulie9363 says, Pete Buttigieg is not, is not gay. Totally fake, he says. Uh, Boys Blanc says, I'm in a 33, uh, wait, hold on. I am a, I'm in a 33 year same friend relationship. Pete is a joke, but honestly, a toxin for future guys like me. Hey, I just don't like when stupid people are elevated to posts that, that honestly should not exist and to where they have to go and find things to do like the vice presidency. It's it's got its functions, it's got its uses. But when you are the vice president and you are serving under a healthy, capable president, you're really doing nothing. You're doing ribbon cutting ceremonies constantly, and um, and every once in a while breaking a tie in the Senate. Boys Blanc, thank you. C Blanche, thank you. Chai Possum says, "Hey Frank, did you get your Mardi Gras shirts?" Asking for a friend. Yes. Yes, the Mardi Gras shirts. I got three three Mardi Gras shirts came in. I threw them right into the washing machine. You thought I was going to say the trash, didn't you? So, there you have it. Thank you so much, Chai. Boys Blanc says, "How do we how do we protect? How how do, oh, from from what's coming from the Ohio area? I don't know. I don't know." Tempo 420, thank you. River Pike, thank you. Sean Joe, Mr. Pete, Michael Myers dropping a sleeve of cookies on us. Says, in honor of Stow Stube and all the great people here on Quite Frankly TV, says Michael Myers. Great guest, says Keith S. God. And then thank you again. More from Michael Myers. Alan Wrench sent a cookie. Redfish says, nobody likes you, Justin. Right? Ohio Patriot says cheers thank you guys and gals okay so i'm going to release the scratching right now because i don't know if i'll have any other time to get to things but feel free to send over gold pills to abe and whoever else is working the network uh boards tonight as we finish up here in eight minutes but here's something i have here is a little something from mike from maryland and you tell me what you think about this one. Hold on. All right, he says, Frank, when the first Chinese spy balloon story was pushed at the beginning of the month, I thought it was just a distraction. I also thought Project Blue Beam was something that wouldn't be possible until years from now. However, given the recent flurry of UFO stories, I'm much more open to the idea. I'm on alert and I'm ready for it to actually happen. What we saw over the past week wasn't just a seeding of the public consciousness like the UFO stories in 2017, but a deliberate and sustained narrative of government responses to UFOs in the several countries. This reminds me of the initial COVID stories out of China in late 2019. We took note of them, but couldn't imagine how big COVID would actually become. There's a lot of similarities between these two situations. Back then, we questioned whether the virus was even real, how deadly it was, and how it spread. The first balloon story spawned theories about it being Chinese, American, or even just a satellite that needed a cover story to prevent people from learning about the flat earth. 
Uh, COVID suddenly became, became the main story in the U.S. out of nowhere. In two weeks, to stop the spread turned into two-year nightmare, and we're in a position to be blindsided again with Bluebeam. The scariest part about it is that it's just like COVID. The public is going to accept the government narrative. The key part of Bluebeam isn't just the light hologram dis- uh, display in the sky, but the manipulation of people via frequency, vibration, 5G. Yeah, the voice to skull. The voice to skull. Sonic weapons. We don't know how exactly they'll do it, but the idea is to fill people with feelings of euphoria and put voices inside their head. There you go. Which will convince them that what they're experiencing is true and that it's something that they should give their power to. I imagine whatever is in the vaccine will facilitate this. The normies are going to worship ET Jesus and declare holy war against us, but luckily the jokes blue beam Luckily, the jokes Bluebeam will spawn will be just as intense. Just imagine the penances they'll give themselves. I don't see how there will be any papers for us to have to present, but the alien inquisition will probably look for some way to bar us from employment for not joining into their LARP. My biggest fear is that the Pope will start shilling the narrative and lead untold millions down into hell. Anyway... My gut still says to dismiss this, that blue beam is too far of a stretch, but they aren't pushing this for no reason. Supposedly, the Epstein list is finally about to get published, and that might just be bad enough for them to try to pull this off. All I know is that the last time our reality was flipped on its head, this is exactly how it happened. That's from Mike from Maryland, which I always love getting... Um, emails from Mike from Maryland. They don't happen often enough. And I, hey, I'll let that one ride out with you guys and gals. You let me know what resonates and send it on back to me and email to the show, quite frankly, podcast at gmail or protonmail.com. I will sh- I will check those as often as I usually do, um, but especially before tomorrow, because for the two, for the Tuesday, Valentine's Day, 2 p.m. show, which I'm going to do tomorrow instead of the 7. I think I'll do a lot more audience uh, call-ins and emails that you guys have sent. I know I have a couple of emails that people have sent in in response to Friday's episode where I asked, how young is too young for two people to start a family? Um, because that had come up uh, with that, that story with Wyoming. So I have a few things that, that kind of pertains to love. It's Valentine's Day, so I'll throw those out there, and then who knows what happens. Who knows what I find from now until then, and when Lauren shows up, I'll just BS with her a little bit, and maybe the baby will actually sit down and talk to us. I just wonder if she'll be able to handle the the things being on her ears. Maybe she'll sit in my lap, and, and we'll, we'll do that instead so she doesn't freak out over there. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it's... 8.56, so I'm not even going to try to take any calls. Thank you, everybody, on Foxhole. I will be seeing you in the chat room on Foxhole, on quitefrankly.tv, in the Foxhole chat. Uh, I'll be seeing you in there, hanging out. Once I get home and settled in, see how everybody's doing. Enjoy the after-hours programming. Email the show, and if it's your first time, tell your friends, tell your family. Come back tomorrow. It'll be at an odd time tomorrow. But Wednesday... Thursday, Friday, we'll be back to what we were doing. So I'll see you then too. Tomorrow at 2 p.m. 
A little bit of an early start for Valentine's Day, then back to seven. Be good, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you. Become a sponsor of the show. And with that, I'm going to go and leave. All right? You ready for me to go? Let me just check one more time, make sure nobody... Oh, wait. Mark Daga says, thanks for the cloud picture. It looked really familiar, but I can't quite put my fingers in it. <laughs> you're, you're the best. Thanks for everything. Thank you, Mark. Big Red says, Jim Lee hitting home runs as usual. Hope everything with Timothy is as good as can be. Thinking about him and him uh, and his, wishing him the best. It'd be awesome to have that part 4.2 of the book club with him if he's up for it. Yeah, I had to, well, Tim, I'm, I'm pretty sure that Timothy will come on the show at some point, Tim Gordon, to talk about why he missed the rescheduled final installment of the book club it's uh it's pretty spooky reason and at, at some point i'm sure he'll be comfortable talking about it and i can't wait for that but he is okay everybody's well and i hope that you guys and gals at home are too so thank you guys thanks again thanks for everything and we will be back tomorrow for a special 2 p.m broadcast Nighty night. I'll catch you on the flip side. Quite frankly, it's filmed before a live studio audience. And now our super chatters, starting with Mark Dagger, Big Red, Kate, Katie Sky D, Stolstube, Lisa Sellers, Matt Prague and Michelle. Thank you to NJSF on the Rockfin and to Christoa on the Rumble. Until tomorrow, thank you for tonight. Nobody's got AIDS. I don't want to hear that word here again.